The European Championships concluded last week and England returned home with another double winning both the men's and women's titles. Hi, I'm Jerry Gibson. This is the In Squash Podcast, episode 270. And David Campion joins the pod in a very insightful, uh, with a very insightful look back at both victories, the men's and the women's. Uh, Mohamed El Sherbagi's first English cap and his amazing come from behind victory over Victor Cuin in that final match against France. We also take, uh, we also talk about the uh, the culture behind uh, Team England and how significant that is in terms of what they're trying to build there. So uh, this is really a really good pod. I know you're going to enjoy episode 270, but first, Open Squash, the squash nonprofit whose mission is to open access to squash to the general public. That's how they got their name, Open Squash. It's the expression of their mission statement. Their designation as a nonprofit means just that. They don't make a profit. 100% of the money they generate is put back into making squash more accessible. This happens primarily through their junior scholarship fund and their membership support fund. Just check out our late, the latest pod I had with Ali Farag where we talk about Open Squash and he explains just how important Open Squash is for our game. Now, you should really check out their swag page where they have a great selection of tees and hoodies. The Rally On tee, the Squash U of Liberty tee, the Wordmark tee, and the Open Squash Zip hoodie. Check this out on the website at opensquash.org where all proceeds go towards the Junior Scholarship Fund. And now, episode 270 with the winning uh, coach of Team England who just returned from Helsinki with, uh, with the double, men's and the women's titles, David Campion. Uh, David, fantastic to have you back. Uh, I know it's been a while and uh, it must be uh, like a real whirlwind for for you. You're just back from Helsinki. Uh, congratulations on the the big uh, double win again, uh, the double whammy, I guess uh, you could say. And now you're heading to Chicago. So uh, first of all, uh, how's it feel to uh, to bring the, the men's and women's back home to England? Again. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was very special day. I mean, a, a special week, but the day yesterday was possibly one of the best days I've had with England, you know, that I've been involved with. So, um, and, and that was incredibly special for, for all involved and particularly because we had quite a young squad. Um, so for them, to, for those guys to experience that with Mohammed was, uh, was, was pretty awesome really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I was going to say, I mean, obviously with the team that you had, um, both teams that, that you had, uh, you might have been considered the favorites heading in, but uh, definitely not a given, especially on the men's side. Uh, so, what was the the message uh, that you sent to the team uh, heading into the heading into the event, and and perhaps throughout the uh, the pool stages? Yeah, I mean, France were actually favorites on on world rankings. So we, although we were seeded one, the ESF seed the defending champions won. They always do that. So we won it last year. We beat France in the final last year. Um, but, you know, I, I felt that France were the slight favourites going in. Um, mm. But, yeah, I mean, look, it, I think in, in those situations, it's a case of leaving it all out there and making yourself hard to beat. You know, there's a, if you're going to win squash, I mean, score and, and results are in the future. What you do right now in the moment is what counts. You know, and that leads to, you know, if you get that right, your tactics and your execution. If that happens point by point, the score takes care of itself or it doesn't if somebody does it better than you or you don't execute. So, you know, it's, there's no point in getting 
worried about scores and things like that. It's just a case of point by point. I mean, it, we, I had no clue what the situation was score-wise. I mean, I'd like to say that I was some kind of genius in working it all out, but <laughs> to be honest, I had, I had Nick Matthew texting me in Adrian Waller's match in about the third game saying what we need is second game or third game. Um, and, you know... Eight points or something, right? Yeah, well, I, I, Nick had, I'd, had told, made me aware that uh, Waller needed to get to seven, actually, in the final game because if it had got to seven, it on count back would have been equal with France. But because Mohamed won at number one string, you go on the number one strings match and Mohamed won. So if he loses 11-6 in the fourth game, we've lost. If he, if he gets to seven, we've won. So that was the situation. But I, to be honest, I didn't know that and Adrian didn't know that. You just go on there and you play. You try and do your very best. And uh, I mean, it back, well, I wouldn't say it backfired, but the day before Patrick went on at three love up, you know, three love, three love. So he only needed one game. Now, I think that can sometimes play against you a little bit because you're kind of going on knowing that you only need one game. Whereas Dimmy went on knowing that he had to win three love for the, you know, for the match and give his, give his, uh, give Switzerland a chance. So a different dynamic really, because, you know, the night before Patrick had, almost beating Joel making three love and he played him at, you know, he's on court to like eight, eight thirty at night, knowing that we've got a, a semi-final at 11 the next day and he's first on. So what do you do? Yeah. He came off it. It's two of up playing his head off against Joel and, you know, and make no mistake. He, he took that to Joel. He played, it's one of the best I've seen Patrick play for sustained periods. We all know he's, he's an amazing talent. Uh, but what, what he managed to do was sustain it for long periods. And that's something he doesn't always do. Mm. And when he finds that, when he gets that blend and he, and he's able to play sustained squash, Patrick is very difficult to beat. He's a world-class squash player. I mean, he's, he's a fantastic player. Yeah. Um, we all know what he's capable of. And he produced something, you know, very special against Joel. Joel was really working, working, ex, you know, extremely hard. I think the work rate was 70, 30. Uh, I would have that as, um, you know, and, and one of the Welsh boys agreed. So, you know, Joel went through a, a heavy a heavy workload in that match. And, um, you know, Patrick was a little bit conflicted. He came off. What do I do? Do I, do I continue? I said, yeah, you go and win three, love. If you don't win three, love, we'll reassess it. Uh, he didn't win three, love. Joel came back. He took the third game, the 11-8. And then at that point, you're having to manage yourself because you're eating into tomorrow. He's got 11-30 match, semi-final, playing Greg Marsh first on. So... He had to let that go, unfortunately. Um, it was finding that very difficult mm. to let that go. But, you know, it's, you're there as a team. Yeah. Um, so that was the right decision. I think, you know, the next day against Dimmy, he didn't, he didn't you know, some might say he didn't turn up. Dimmy played probably the best squash I've ever seen him play. Um, or it was right he up there. He played well the whole tournament, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did play well. And these guys do. You know, when they play for their country, they do. They pull on a shirt and... It seems to just I don't know they raise their levels. I mean we we do. I, I think I think as an individual you you get away with it because if you put in a bad performance it's just for yourself. You're letting yourself down. Mm. When you've got an army behind you um, and you're representing your country, I mean there's something about a real privilege to represent. I think you know to play for your country and particularly in England. I mean you see it with football and I don't know. I think it's something that just it's very special, isn't it? to for, for a lot of these nations to turn out and represent and have this have this the country behind you almost i mean it's not just the team that's there it's 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 squash fans back home that are willing you on so 
And I think you sense that. It's a, I mean, it's a pressure, but it's a privilege. And like Mohammed said, you know, pressure is a privilege because not many people get to be in that situation. So if you're in that situation, you're doing something right. Yeah. Um, you're doing something great. So, you know, recognize that um, and use that as, as something that's an honor. It's, it's a privilege to be in the situation and to feel this pressure. Yeah. Um, it's just when you go a bit over, you know, you, it, that can obviously impact your performance. But uh, yeah, it, it was a, it was a great week. I mean, you know what the girls. I mean, Jazz Hutton. I mean, what she did in that. I don't know what it is with Jazz. She just pulls, mm. pulls on an England shirt, and she seems to beat all these players. It's phenomenal, really. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you. Let, let's talk about the ladies first, and, and the, the team, the, the team, and how things played out throughout the championship. So, um, just in terms of the team, you you had you had uh, Jasmine, you had Gina. And uh, Lucy were, were the main uh, were, were the girls that you went with in the, on the final two days. Uh, but talk about the, about the ladies in general. I mean, they came through big. They had some, you know, a, a few hiccups here and there that they had to overcome. But overall, uh, again, uh, like the men, they came through. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a great young team that, and and you've got a player in in Katie Malif who is knocking on the door. She's top fifty now. Um, with Tori Malik just behind and, and Asia Harris. We've got some great young girls. And mm. obviously, you know, I, I think the, the future is really bright all around for English squash at the moment. Um, but those those girls are doing well. And um, I think, you know, what, what Jazz produced on that final day against Tina was was pretty exceptional. Um, it's no she coincidence. Has that fire in her belly, doesn't she? I mean, she. Whenever I've seen her play, just on the PSA tour, I'm. All, I, I've been very, very impressed. Just you know, with her, just all, just her game. But there, there's something for some reason she doesn't sort of get get big wins a lot. Uh, I'd say she gets wins, but not the big ones. But it seems to me that she has the ability to do that. Yeah, she's very capable. I mean, she's a great athlete. Um, she's got some real artillery, some real weapons. I mean, she can put the ball away. She's a glass court player. Mm. Um, and when, when she gets that belief, I mean, a lot of, I mean, look, a lot of this is about belief, isn't it? You know, the top players in the world, the top players for a reason that they're not always the best, uh, technical players. You know, they're just, you know, you look at the women's game, Hania and Goha. I mean, they're just absolute mental beasts. You know, they're just phenomenal yeah. athletes and, I mean, they're just, they're just, they're just got, they just back themselves. There's just a mentality there. It's that, that kind of resilience and character that, I mean, Mohammed has got it in abundance. We'll talk about Mohammed in a minute and the influence yeah. he's having. But he's, uh, you know, these guys are just whatever, whatever generation you look at, the top few in the world, the, the world number ones, past and present, and they'll, you know, they'll know, <laughs> they know exactly what I'm talking about here. That there's this kind of like resilience and persistence that it's just. I am not going to lose today, you know, and they, they just expect so much of themselves. And that is the difference. I think that's what sets them apart. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can find that, and I, th I think, you know, some of it is innate, but I think it is learned behavior as well. I think it's got, it's having experiences like, like some of the players may have had mm. yesterday. And all of a sudden, you know, it's, it's a case of, well, if you think you can, whether whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. Yeah, if that makes sense. It's a Henry Ford quote. <laughs> yeah, it does make sense. Yeah, Henry Ford. You're not. You're right on both counts. So yeah, you know, if you have that belief, then anything is possible. 
Yeah, one hundred percent. In terms of G- uh, Gina, uh, obviously we know how talented, uh, how athletic, how how hard she works at the game, and she had a she had a tremendous uh, battle on her hands with uh, Tessney Evans uh, in the Wales in the match against Wales, where she she came through three uh, two. Uh, how did that impact her uh, in the next round? What did, did uh, I mean? Obviously, she had to go up against uh, Nayla, who's got an endless gas tank as well. Uh, so, um, what was the? How did that play out in your in your mind? Yeah, I mean, the, the match with Tesney with Tesney that wouldn't have taken any anything out of uh, Gina really. I mean, she's she's physically in such great shape. Mm. Um, I mean, she's a fierce competitor. That the area that she's working on is a game. You know, um, a skills, a racket worker, execution, um, you know, and, and the, the kind of shot selections that, that go with that. So that's that's an ongoing process. I mean, Gina's, um, you know, there's a long way to go still with Gina. She's eight, eight, you know, top ten player, you know, hovering around the kind of eight, nine, ten mark, and um, it's it's phenomenal what she's done really because she's she's not really been around and played these these top three, four girls for that long really. You know, it's been it's all happened in the last eighteen months, two years, so. I think there's a lot of development still there and she knows that. Um, so when Gina loses, it doesn't tend to be because she's tired or she hasn't backed up. That's never, never the issue. Uh, and I think the other girls fear that. Her physicality is, is I wouldn't say it's a problem, but they, it, it's, her, it's her real asset and they fear, I think they fear Gina's physicality. Mm. Um, I mean, if you look at what happened at the British Open when, Gina played very well, and Shabini was probably not quite on a you know on, on top form that day, but it just shows what she's capable of. Yeah, against the very best player in the tournament, um, in the world, you know, in the, in the biggest tournament of the year. So she's she's an, ex, an exciting prospect, really. I mean, she didn't play well against Naylor. I didn't think I didn't think it was a particularly great match. Um, you know, I, I don't think either of them played their best squash. I, I mean, certainly Gina didn't. didn't. Um, but you know that's again you know I think with Jazz going on and winning putting us one up probably unexpectedly in in, in many people's eyes uh, I mean I know what Jazz is capable of in a situation like that and it's just a case of managing yourself emotionally and if the emotions are right and you you, you know Jazz can be get a little bit revved up and overdo it but she managed to control that and play some great squash and um and I, I don't know if, like with Gina going on, it kind of threw her out a little bit because she, Gina likes a challenge. She likes to be going on knowing that she has to win for the title. And we, we had Lucy at the back who, you know, don't, no disrespect to the Belgian girl, but she was playing a junior and, and it was, it, she was a banker really. Um, yeah. So we, we kind of knew that. It was just one from two. And I think once Jazz did that, Gina know, knew the team match was probably over. Right. So I don't know whether that altered that dynamic slightly. Um subconsciously i don't know but you need to be careful with lucy i mean uh, just to you know tell her just go out and do your job of course yeah yeah i mean look i'm talking to you like this but i mean that's not the conversation i'm having with lucy or any of us (laughs) yeah yeah. Uh, i mean we can talk about it now because we've won and it's all hindsight but i mean you you just look at you look at the team sheet and you know where you're gonna where your bankers are i mean there's there's a big gulf there so unless there's going to be some kind of you know a big event like an injury or something like that through the match. You can never account for that, but that, that wasn't really going to happen. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, it it was an amazing week. I think it's very just great that we've got these young players that are, are starting to 
step up. I mean, it's it's doing it out on the PSA tour. I mean, a lot of them, I mean, I was looking through the draws this week and we've got a lot more players coming into these platinum events now. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm sure Nick Wall, Charlie Lee has just broke into the top 45. Curtis Malik knocking on the door. Um, Katie, as I said, just mentioned, you know, there's plenty of players in there that young players. Um, and we've got plenty back home as well, you know, that, that will be coming through over the next couple of years. So it's uh, it's a good place to be right now for, for these young players. Yeah, excellent. Uh, just uh, before we get into to the men's a little more deeply, uh, I just wanted to ask, uh, obviously, uh, one uh, noticeable absence from the team was uh, SJ. I'm not sure if she was injured. I'm not privy to maybe why she wasn't uh, there. But uh, 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 do you have any uh, uh, update on, on that? Um, yeah, I mean, she... SJ's, I mean, look, SJ's never missed an England, you know, an England European World Team event, Commonwealth Games. She just, you know, she loves playing for England, like they all do. Um, I think it was a case because the World Championships were so close, and she's been having to manage a couple of things. I mean, it's no secret out there. I'm not speaking out of turn, really, or you know, there's no secret to it. She, she you know, she has uh, some ongoing issues, and they're not injuries as such. They're just things that she has to manage. And uh, you know a lot of play and a lot of a lot of hitting, a lot of training. Uh, she's you know she's having to manage all of that. And I think coming into such a big week, I mean she's coming towards you know a later years of playing. And the World Championships is she's not got many of those left, perhaps. And with it being such a big event, I think if it, if it had been just another platinum event, she'd have been there. Yeah, and she'd have played and she'd have been fine and she would have strengthened the team, of course. Um, and she was gutted to miss it, you know, but she she made a very sensible decision. I talked to Rob about it. You know, the three of us had some communication on it and we just felt it was the best thing uh, for SJ at this moment in time, coming into the World Championship. She could stay at home and manage herself and train how she needed to train to be in the best possible shape for this week. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a tough gig, you know, it's six matches in four days. Um, yeah, out in, and you're having a lot of these players that, that are having cracks, you know, that, that really get stuck in. So... It, it was sensible, and I think we we thought that it was a good opportunity for a new player as well, a new face, and we have to blood them at some stage. So, um, you know, same, same sort of thing with James, you know, James Wilstrop, where his rankings dropped a little bit, the results aren't quite there. We know that you put him on a court yeah. against France in the final, he's going to deliver something. Yeah, he's going to he's going to produce something. <laughs> I mean, we also play Shabaggy down at at Canary Wharf and we know we know that he's still capable on a one-off day but it's just it's just time now to get those younger players in and let them experience it the world teams later this year these young players are going to be fighting for places yeah. um, and it just wasn't I didn't feel like it was a role for James this year and we spoke about it and he understood and he'd, he'd be there at the drop of a hat but equally he wasn't upset or disappointed about that right no, that makes sense. Uh, you know, you've got a lot of young talent coming through, and uh, yeah, it bodes well for for England squash, one hundred percent. But David, just uh, let's talk a bit about that that absolute cracker of a of a final there with France, and of course, um, it, it's the Mohamed El Shabagi uh, Victor Cruant match that uh, that uh, captured. Uh, I think people are still talking about it. Um, it was seven. It was he was two one down. 7-2 in the fourth, came back, and then 7-2 in the fifth and came back and won that match. Now, um, if it was anyone else, you'd say, holy moly. 
but uh, it's still it's Mohammed El Sherbagi. So take us through sort of when he was down seven two, or even before that. Um, sort of what 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 was it about uh, Mohammed in that in that situation uh, that enabled him to to get through? Unlike probably most people would have just packed their bags and gone home. Yeah, well, look, he, he Mohammed's got the, the mentality that. You know, he, he he can go to another dimension. And I think he only, he sometimes, to get to another dimension, you've got to be, you, you've got to be almost at the point of defeat. And he's got this extra place that he can go to. And I think it doesn't always come out. He's, he's very good mentally anyway, but he's got this extra place that he can, he can go to. Yeah. And it's a bit like, um, you know, he, he almost has to be, beaten before he, he can take himself there now he he at two on down he was uh he's saying to me in between games he said uh, he just said to me he, he looked at me very very calmly and just said i'm not losing today yeah i, I refuse i refuse to lose i i don't know how i'm going to do it but i i i'm going to find a way well that's what my friend uh we were watching the match together and when it went into the fifth game he said to me I'm not going to mention his name because I don't want to throw him under the bus. But he said to me, uh, Victor's got this. Mohammed's gassed. And I said, I said to him, there's absolutely no way Mohammed loses this match because he he won't want that uh, with the you know first time representing uh, England. Yeah, I mean, look, we we had we had a, a tactical plan on there. He wasn't executing it very well. He wasn't accurate enough. Crewman was playing very well he, he played some of his best squash I mean, he's, a, he's a fantastic player you know he's very accurate mm. his technique is is secure he's consistent and he was ta- I mean, he was taking shots in from the back of the court you know and, and Mohammed was saying to me look he's, he's just playing so well so you, you have to find ways of and chinks and and you know we talked about a couple of things I don't want to give too much away but he um at 7-2 he he hit one cross court that kind of went Round, he was trying to get the ball round Kruen, um, and he and he was having great, he was finding great difficulty. And Mohammed, it's great width, you know, typically, yeah. but he managed to get a couple of balls round Kruen, and, and Kruen didn't. He, I, I think it was a forehand boast, he hit a boast down, or he couldn't get out of the back corner or something. And and Mohammed kind of looked out, and I, and I, it's almost like a little light bulb, you know, just something that just, <laughs> yeah, right, that, that's that's my that's my way in. You know, do you know what I mean? Like, it, this is where he just found a, he yeah. found a way, and he found a little chink, and he and he just started, you know, following up in into that area a little bit more. And I think he just, I don't know, he just the the situation just brought it out of him. Um, he uses whatever he can. You know, one day it'll be something else, but on this particular day, it was it was the fact that he didn't. I think there was a part of him as well that he. He's been, you know, he wants to help these younger players. He wants, he wants to show, he wants to lead by example. He wants to show them how tough you need to be if you want to make yeah. it. If you want to make it to the top, it's about mentality. Not only the young, but the old. Yeah, and and he was <laughs> he just set about inspiring everyone, you know, and that's that's what he talked about a lot in the week. You know, he, he talks about um, the mental side of things, and he's there to to lead, and he's a leader, isn't he? He's, he just wants to lead. I think. There was no way he was losing that match. I mean, I I, I didn't think at someone down that he, he was going to lose, but I didn't quite know how he was going to do it. 
you know, I, I still had belief in him at seven one down because I just know I know what the guy's like. Um, I just I just I didn't think it was his day at all, but um, until you actually take that last point off him, he he's just going to fight to the death. Yeah, that's exactly what it looked. I mean, he wasn't even. I mean, it was play. He played well, but it it wasn't his best squash that that won him that match. It was his, uh, you know, just the, the the inspirational squash that he played. That the the fight that he had in him. I mean, he he found ways, like you said. It wasn't it wasn't his best squash, but definitely uh, uh, he he brought it to another level. Yeah, and I think he uses different things in different situations. Like it might be. Um, you know, if it, it could be the, the opponent that's done a, done a bit of a block or got in the way, or it could be something in the crowd that's upset him, or I don't, I don't know. He'll, he'll just he'll just kind of use whatever he can in, in that moment. He's very smart. He's very clever. I mean, he, he he knows exactly what each player is capable of. He's not insular. You know, he knows what they're capable of, what they can do. He tries to put his strengths onto their weakness. You know, we talked very much about the Tarek match when he played him in, um, in Black Ball in the final. And his record against Tarek is something like, I think he's won, he'd beaten 27 times and lost once or twice. And there's a way to play Tarek. And, you know, we, 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 you know that the, the stats that I showed him before the match um, that came from Crosscourt Analytics, he that's that matches his game plan. Without him realising what those stats say exactly, he it matched exactly what he needed to do against Tarek. Um, so he, so he's very aware of what a player is. He knows he knows what they can do, what they can't do. He'll feed off their energy. I mean, we, we've been t- talking a lot with the younger players about about not being insular. You know, it's it's not just how you feel; it's how they feel. And it's that investment early on in a match. You know, you could lose the first game, but the fact that you've put a, a, a tough game and you're doing the right things. You know, if you're doing the right things and someone's working harder than you, then w- why would you stop doing that? And even if you've lost that first game, because everyone's fresh at the, at the start, right? You know, everyone's yeah. fresh and it's it's a battle, but it, it is a one-on-one contest. You're on there. It's, it's 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 very gladiatorial. And it's not just about what you do in that rally, instant rewards. And, you know, some of our players sometimes look for instant rewards. And it's it's not always about that. It's about, I mean, I, I remember watching James, we were in India. He was going, so the, he played gold here in the final of the PSA Masters in India. And um, whoever won that match, this was December, was going to go to world number one on January the 1st. And James lost the first game in 59 minutes. But everything he was doing was the right type of thing that he needed to be doing. He just didn't win the game. And he lost it in 59 minutes on this unbelievable tie break. But his resolve in, after the first game, it wasn't like, oh my word, I've, I've just lost a 59-minute opening game against Gregory Gaultier, who's actually a better athlete than me. There was none of that. It was like, I, I know, I'm playing well. I'm doing the right things. This is hard, but this is this is this is a lot harder for him. You know, and he was getting Greg doing a lot of work. So, you know, is Greg going to be able to do that in another, another 30, 40 minutes? You know, James, you're not working as hard as he is. So, you know, the ratio of work is is in your favour. So he's had a, he's done however many lunges, and you've done a lot less. So it's actually you're ahead. Okay, one game down, but yeah. and I think this is how you have to view it. It's an investment into the later on in the match, you know. And ma- matches are often won early on, you know, say one all and three all, or one love and, and three all. You know, I was, saying, I was sat next to Nick Wall and Charlie Lee the other day. Uh, yes, well, yesterday it feels like an age away, but it's only <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> but um, 
I think in one of the, I can't remember which match it was, I, I was just saying to uh, them that it was a very important phase. I think it was Patrick, actually. So there's one, one love up and about through all in the second, and it, and it was such a crucial phase, you know, because this is where matches can be won. Yeah. You know, if you can break free, um, you know, kind of three or four or five or whatever and, and get a couple of points buffer and then just push on from there and take that lead and take it into a tool of lead, that's they're, they're match-winning situations. And it, it's just having that consistency and that resilience in every single point. That's what makes the difference. And when you play a Mohamed El Shabagi, you know, or a, a Gohar or whatever it might be, and uh, you know, the very top of the game, they just don't they don't give you those chinks really. They just yeah. and a lot of players might just after, after half an hour, forty minutes, they just you know they just decide that they've had enough, um, or there'll be a. Uh, you know, somebody will will relent, and that player breaks free, and that's what that's what that's what happens, isn't it? Right? I mean, someone breaks, someone relents, someone else breaks free, and that's it. You, it's a constant battle on there. And I think what Mohammed is very good at is recognizing those moments. He, he understands you know, exactly what's going on on there, and he feeds off your energy. If you if your head drops down, or you shake your head, or he'll spot that, and then he'll push a bit hard. He'll put he'll put like an extra long rally in or something. Equally, you know. Slow starters in a game, you'll you often see Mohammed going in quite fine the ball in quite quickly, early doors, you know, things like that. So there's all sorts of different strategies and tactics against different players. So um and he he's I would say Mohammed is one of the very best I've come across at that. Yeah, I mean uh, Victor there in the in the fourth when when uh, Mohammed started inching his way back and then again in the fifth. I mean he was like you said earlier, he was playing so well, Victor. Uh, and he was his his ball his balls were tight. He was moving it forward, but then just when uh, Mohammed would start, he was creeping a bit closer. He it was I guess maybe you could speak to this. Either Victor tightened up a bit, or and also a combina- uh, Mohammed's uh, uh, changed his game a bit. But it seemed to me like Victor sort of he he tightened up a bit. Yeah, I think there's a bit of both. I think there's a bit of um, you know Mohammed used his reputation. You know, you're playing me, so he, d- he didn't go into his he didn't go into his shell and feel sorry for himself. You know, he knew he wasn't playing, he wasn't hitting his targets. He knew he wasn't accurate enough. The balls on Victor's racket too much. Victor was his execution on the day was super, absolutely superb. You know, he, he played so well, and he, and he's a fantastic squash player, and he's he's um you know he's got a great temperament. He's, you know, I've got a lot of respect for that, and um, yeah, Mohammed knew that. You know, and he, he just had to he had to use his reputation, I think. And you know, he'll have he'll have got confidence when you know, you seven one down and all of a sudden you three seven. There's a switch in momentum yeah. and that gives you a boost. You know, confidence ebbs and flows all the time through a match and you've got to use those little situations and and that's what he did. And he, he sensed that Victor probably got a little bit tight, you know. One or two of those forehand drops just start clipping the side wall. They weren't running in. Um, you know, it wasn't that he, that he you know, there was like one or two errors that came in and a yeah. ball went out court, and all of a sudden, you, you know, things just shift and you yeah. find that way and you've got the chink that you need. It's yeah. like a, a light at the end of the tunnel for you. And he just, that was it. It was, it was in, it was away. It was a dramatic uh, match. It was one of one of the best one of the matches of the year. Uh, there there have been a few good ones like that this year, but that was de- that's definitely right up there. But I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, ask you about Adrian Waller because uh, Baptiste Masadi, he's uh, 
yeah, one of one of the one of the guys everyone's sort of talking about. He's coming through nicely, and um, you know, I think a lot of people might have thought he had a chance to maybe even win that three love three one. And uh, Adrian, uh, just he's I've seen him play so many times where he just moves for a big guy moves well, and he's got great hands. And he was he had this nice hold on the ball against uh, Baptiste, and he had him off balance. And it was one of the best. Uh, I've it's one of the best uh, I've ever seen him play. Yeah, well, that's an example of using your strengths and and trying to match them against your opponent's weaknesses. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, Masotti loves pace. He loves firing it in. He's an emotional guy. Mm. He, we knew he'd put in a performance. He plays very well for France, but we also knew there was going to be some pressure because he had to beat him by a certain score. He had to beat him to three one and to keep the points to a certain level. So that that made it extra tough on him, you know. But he, he rose to the challenge. He, I mean, look, he was two one up. Um, yeah. But what what Adrian managed to do was was control the the tempo uh, quite simply. Really, I mean, there was a very clear strategy for that. Um, he's got some real great. I mean, Aiden's got some great hands. You know, control his hold. So if he's not using those and he's playing quickly, he's a big guy. So there's no point in in trying to take somebody on at something they're good at. Um, and it's it's quite easy to do that in a revved up situation environment like that, high pressure situation. But, you know, the the, com- the the talk between games with Adrian, I mean, Mohammed was there as well. Mohammed came along and, you know, Mohammed um, and myself very much talking about the calm. We were keeping him calm because mm-hmm. the pressure, it's such a, a high-octane environment anyway. And, you know, we're trying to keep him calm, even though we're not <laughs> probably so calm out the, on the bench there. But, but Adrian, uh, I mean, I've seen him play a, a lot and he he can get a bit, uh, he gets charged up with the, with the officials. Uh, quite a bit and he was very very calm there were a few calls that kind of went against him i was just a bit worried that that he might start chirping with the referee but he didn't and that that well, might- it, 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 was, it wasn't it wasn't allowed to talk jerry <laughs> okay <laughs> no they 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 were the instructions don't talk good 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 uh good instructions yeah well no it's a distraction it's a distraction for any player but it, you know I, I don't understand why there's so much talking on the court to be honest i mean yes it's fine to have an explanation but i don't i don't really understand i mean who's it who's it affecting and you you know like adrian gets so distracted by that and when he starts talking and um moaning if you like and you know and what he does um then and it's it's not great to watch and it's it just it just impacts him and you can't you can't control what a referee does you can't control what your opponent does but what you can control is what you do and how you manage yourself and if you've got something that you need to be doing you know, then where's your focus? Where's your concentration? If you're not, if you're not concentrating on those things. Yeah, well, definitely. And that, and it paid off uh, for him for sure, because he, he played so well, he was nice and calm and, and uh, he played, he had to play that way to, to beat Baptiste and, and get the win for you guys. Yeah. I, I just, I just, I just wish Adrian would talk like not speak like he does when he plays for England. On, on the court with the ref, you yeah, know, it's he play he plays so well. He's such a good player. I mean, oh yes, yeah. You know, the the players were equally as inspired by that as they were watching Mohammed for his how tough he was mentally. I mean, Adrian's squash was superb. You know, yeah, and he he completely he completely took away Masotti's movement and and basically, you know, there was a bit of self destruct going on at the end just because of of the level of squash that Adrian was producing. I mean. 
um, that fourth game was exceptional. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's been great with your time, uh, David. But uh, before you go, do you, uh, I think George Parker was uh, he was originally um, selected to play for England, uh, but he didn't make the didn't make it over to Helsinki. Can, can you uh, give us some insight on that? Um, yeah, we 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 well, yeah, I basically removed him from the team. So I'll, I'll tell you now because i mean i've spoken to george and i won't tell it's anything that i haven't spoken to george about but his behavior at the british open wasn't acceptable he got three conduct strokes in one match which um which is a, a, it will have bef- well it's an automatic ban so there's a ban coming um so there the the psa rules are that if you have three conduct strokes within a 12-month period that you get an automatic one-month ban um, he got three in one match. So it wasn't particularly what he said. It was just the aggressive nature. Um, I didn't like the way he spoke to referee. Uh, he got the conduct strokes for that. And yeah, it just it just impacted his performance. And, and I think, you know, on reflection, we, we couldn't really trust him to play at number at number four. He would have played at number four in the final mm-hmm. against Swords. And that's a tricky match. You know, the French are going to be revved up. Renan's going to be revving them up even more. Yeah. Um, so it, it, I just felt that if he if he wasn't there and weren't able to select him to play in that final, then why why should we be taking him? Really, um, it was it was a very I, look. I've got a lot of time for George. I like George a lot. Um, you know, he wears his heart on his sleeve. He is a great bloke. You know, and there's um, there's no issues with George. I had a very very you know civil conversation about it, and he respects that. Understands. Um, and then we took him out and, and we replaced him with Charlie Lee. Right. But Charlie Lee went and then we took Curtis Malik as well because Curtis went as the extra player simply because we had six matches in four days and we needed to manage the players and, and get to the final in the best possible shape because we know how tough it is out there. There's a lot of good players. Uh, you know, the Swiss team and Welsh and Scottish, uh, the Spanish boys. So for the boys, it was important, I think, particularly with Chicago um next week this week coming just yeah. felt that I didn't, I didn't want them exhausted um so that yeah that and then that was great so that was really great for curtis to spend a week with mohammed and we um we put him in a room with him as well so he could ask him loads of questions which he did <laughs> i mean just being there and, and witnessing what what uh, mohammed did and, and also the way adrian showed up there in the final as well i mean that that's uh that's a huge learning uh learning experience for those guys yeah, and that's what it's about, you know. And I mean, that's why we're using Mohammed the way we want to, the way the way we are, sorry, and the way he wants to. Um, you know, Mohammed was down at we had a squad down at Optasia at Wimbledon where Mohammed was playing, and it didn't want to like he was on the glass court, you know, playing. So it didn't, it, we would had the squad on the back courts through the event. So some of the guys that were down there in the area, you know, Jazz and Charlie and people like that 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 were around. Obviously, Pat was down there playing. And we had some other players come in. Um, but Mohammed just wanted, he said, look, I want to come and just, um, I want to come and watch these guys train. I want to see the mentality. I want to see the focus, you know, because when you're training, it's not always about intensity, but it's about the focus when you're hitting the ball, how you, how you look, you know, the look in your eye, how you applying yourself. And he was very impressed with Curtis, actually. He was, uh, you know, he was very, I mean, he, he, he liked the look of all of them, to be fair, the way, the way they were practicing, but you know, that's what he was looking for. And I think that's what Mohammed is really trying to influence the players with, you know, the mentality that he's got. And he's saying, look, you know, not, you're not all going to be like me, but what you can, you know, in terms of character or personality, 
you know, but James is very different to Mohammed, but he's got the he's equally as you know, it's the same kind of type of thing I'm talking about, but in a different way. Yes. So regardless of your character uh, and your own personality, the mentality is 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 pretty pretty. It's the common denominator, the common denominator throughout it all. You know the the application, how you how you turn up for a session, the the level of attention to detail, even from doing a solo practice to doing you know pressure, you know real hard kind of pressure session. So it's uh, yeah, that's what's that. I think that's what's really impressive with Mohammed is how he. He, he wants to share his insights about what it really takes to get to the very top. And that, that's what's really impressive about him. Yeah, well, uh, he put it on display there in Helsinki, and uh, he's done it so many times over the years. So uh, it bodes well uh, for you guys. A lot of the young talent coming through, and you still got uh, got some great players in there. Uh, some, And they're, they're not, you know, a guy like Patrick Rooney and uh, – uh, you know, Mohammed's going to be around for a while, so it does bode well for both the men and the women. You're heading over to Chicago, though, in, a, in a, I know a couple hours uh, from now, or yeah, uh, tomorrow morning. So, tomorrow morning, yeah, so you're just, just over there to support uh, Team England players. Is that yeah, yeah? So, all, all the English guys, so I'm there with Jade. Um, so we've got Jade there. I mean, Jade and myself are going out to quite a few of the tournaments now, okay. Uh, but Jade's, I mean, Jade's great. She's she's far more than just a physio. <laughs> she's, um, yeah, we, we just try and really, I mean, we're trying to really support these guys. It's a, an important transition phase for a lot of these younger players. Um, you know, we get to look after Mohammed and SJ and, and James and, and some of the older players, but it's about really, you know, really supporting some of these younger players and, and helping them through this transition phase. Um, so we're trying to get them together quite a bit at the minute. And it, I think a tournament is a, is is a really good way because you're kind of in the thick of it and it's a great you know time to feedback and um you know be around it all so so who um who are the first um who are they playing in these first round matches um well the lineups i mean it's pretty intense really first couple of days you've got people like nick walls in there curtis malik um yeah yeah, kate i think katie malik has got tesney first round so that's that's a potential banana skin for tesney she doesn't get that right because casey you know, Casey will be going at her. I mean, that's she's a phenomenal player. She, she's yeah, there are no pack. easy matches, are there? Uh, no, no, it's not. I mean, it's it's um, it's, it's going to be the men's I mean, draw. You got you got a first round match like Kareem Abdul Gawad and Yusuf Solomon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, there's some real Crazy. matchups. There. I mean, yeah. the second round as well. I mean, it's, yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough one to call this because you've got. Hmm. I mean, in the women's, uh, Shabini's draw is good. I mean, she's yeah. obviously away from Sobi, Hani, Goha, who are all on the top. So she's going to be strong favourite to come through that bottom half. Um, yeah, we're kind of hoping that Gina, well, I would want to say Gina's got, she seeded 10, she's she's in El, Rowan El Arabi's um, section for last 16, I think. Yeah. So she's got some... Um, a, you know, a decent draw, a decent, well, an opportunity to get through to play Shabini. Right. In that section. But yeah, no, it's it's tough. I mean, Tayeb, Tayeb's in there, isn't she? Jazz oh, got yeah. Tayeb second round. Um, I know Tayeb was out, but so, but, yeah, go hard to play she's Tayeb. She's always feisty. She's always hungry. <laughs> Tayeb. Yeah, yeah. But look, it's, it's um, yeah, it's going to be a very tough event for everybody. I mean, it's, is it making to play a style? 
as well. <laughs> okay. The last yeah, yeah, the rematch. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I mean, Mustafa is going to be fresh, isn't he? He's going to be really Mustafa's fresh. Mustafa's going but... to be fresh, and I, I bet you he's going to have a huge chip on his shoulder. I mean, having to he he doesn't feel he he feels he's been hard done by. So he's going yeah. to come in, and uh, we'll see that how that's all going to play out. David, now uh, you've been fantastic with your time, but uh, but before you take off, I just uh, you know I was just thinking, you know, with uh, with Mohammed there in camp and uh, Adrian Waller, some elder statesmen like that, and uh, you know with SJ uh, coming around as well, and you've got the a youth movement there as well just wondering uh what the dynamic is in terms of uh you know the culture of the camp give you know given the uh given you know the seniority of, of people like mohammed and uh, adrian and, and the youth movement you have there yeah look the the team spirit is immense in england set up jerry it, it feels like a big family players just want to be around each other we move as a pack they don't want to let each other down or me or the country it's a happy team the culture is really strong. The standards and expectations of each other are very high. But we have fun. It's enjoyable for everybody. Um, yeah, I've had messages this week from some of the new players getting their first caps for England saying it was one of, one of the most memorable uh, weeks of their lives, mm. you know, in, including Mohammed. Um, <laughs> you know, how, good, how, good, how good is that? Um, so, yeah, and I think when you fight for every point the way they all did, you become extremely difficult to beat and it sets the standard for the others to follow. Um, I think if you add in some talent and physicality, you've got a winning formula when you fight like that. And what Mohammed did from two one down and seven one down twice was simply phenomenal. It was yeah. outrageous. And I think, yeah, not playing his best squash either. Um, yeah. You know, he found in a way uh, and he couldn't have scripted it any better. I think yeah. uh, yeah, sh showing these young players live there, as their teammates, you know, from Mohammed, what is possible when you fight so hard for something? It was the perfect scenario. Absolutely. I mean, it must have been, uh, I mean, for you as a coach to see this all play out like that, uh, to see what Mohammed did and to see the impact that that had on, on the younger players. I mean, you must have been just, uh, you know, through uh, over the moon with it. Yeah. And I think, you know, I hope they can take, you know, some of what they, what they experienced um last this last week onto the PSA World Tour and absolutely smash it over the next few years. You know, this, this young group of players, you know, some were in Helsinki and some weren't. Um and I think as you can tell, I'm I'm so proud of them all. And we've, we've you know we've got a lot, lot of young players coming through, you know, some of the world leading players at junior level. Yeah. Um you know and that hasn't happened for a little while. So yeah, the next generation are coming. They are they're on the way. Absolutely. Yeah. And it definitely, I mean, we can see, we've been seeing it play out on, on the PSA tour and obviously again there uh, in Helsinki. Uh, David, really appreciate your time and, uh, you know, hope to have you back on again. All the best uh, with the, with the team there, that, those that are playing in Chicago and congrats again uh, on the double win there at the European teams. Yeah. Good to speak, Jerry. And I'll see you, see you again soon, eh? Well, many thanks to David for that. And once again, congrats to uh, him and Squash England for the uh, the English double there in Helsinki. And uh, David, right now, he is in Chicago at the Worlds, which are currently underway. And I started watching those first round matches uh, earlier this week uh, of intrigue. Uh, the ones that I kind of that stuck out for me were uh, the Gina Kennedy Emma Whitlock match, which uh, Gina won in fairly straightforward fashion. Uh, potential banana skin there for her. Uh, Emma, by the way, uh, at the end of that match, she looked gassed. Uh, she could barely stand up uh, there towards the end. So I guess it just goes to show 
what it must be like trying to keep up or even uh, to, to stay ahead of Gina. Um, also, uh, Kareem Abdul Gawad. This one was on a bit late. I couldn't, uh, I was in bed by the time uh, this match had finished. But uh, uh, Kareem came through uh, a very tough first round uh, match in straight sets as well against his fellow Optasia finalist, uh, Yusuf uh, Solomon, uh, in straight games. So clearly, Clearly, Kareem is ready to roll. He's back big time and looking forward to him making a, a deep run here. Tough first round match there for both those guys, but uh, you know, both of them are legitimate uh, contenders to go deep, were anyways, uh, to go deep in the, into uh, the draw in this event, but having to play first round that just speaks to the, the quality that's out there right now. But a, a bit of a strange first round match. You would think that they might meet uh, quarterfinals or or prior to that, uh, but not in the first, uh, not in the first round. Anyways, uh, lots to look forward to this week, as uh, that goes without saying, uh, at the Worlds and on the pod. Really looking forward to catching up with the man, the myth, the legend, Rob Dinnerman. He's going to be coming on uh, next week. Can't wait for that. So uh, that's to look forward to. Plus uh, several others which are in the works right now. So stay tuned. Uh, be well, everybody, and enjoy the world champs. Enjoy your squash, and we'll be talking to you very soon. Goodbye now. <laughs>